we're not quite uh, into the Advent period, that is the, uh, the period before Christmas yet, uh, still a month, uh, about six weeks to go. However, um, we're going we're gonna to look at this whole theme about uh, moving from darkness into light, welcoming light into our lives. Uh, in, uh, in this coming Christmas, we are going to uh, introduce the light, right? to the world around us. So we, we want to uh, read, I want to invite us to read from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Uh, you can read with me to, uh, together. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. We want to proclaim our praises of God who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. And, and uh, Peter talks about this darkness and light uh, as, uh, of course, is to describe this condition of uh, of the soul, or the spirit, the spiritual condition of uh, of of uh, of uh, of Israel and and also of Christians who were once living in darkness and now come into light. But what does it mean? What does it mean? He went on to 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 explain that now you are different. You have a new identity, right? In verse nine, he said that you are chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people. Four way to describe who we are as God's people, as God's church. And then he went on to say in verse 10, in between that, of course, he said that the one thing that, that shifts, uh, that gives us this new identity, is that we were once in darkness, now we are called out into the marvelous light. Who, who, was, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Right? We were not a people, the Gentiles were not the people of God, but now we are the people of God. Who have obtained mercy, but now have, who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So we want to focus on the, not just the transition, the journey from darkness into light, but also how to live in it, right? how to believe in it. And what does it mean? Is it, is it, is it a one-time thing? Uh, when we say that we come out from darkness into light, uh, is, it, is it about the, at the time we became a Christian, at the time of conversion? Yeah. Uh, but you, you look at this passage that when, when, when Paul talked about this, uh, he described in an, in an incident where God will call you. He said, call you. It has already happened, right? But the, the, whole, the whole epistle of Peter uh, was, was helping Christians, yeah, helping us to, to, to journey on into, into, into this uh, journey. What does it mean for come out of darkness into light? Well, how is it being translated into our daily lives? How, how, how is it translated into our, our daily experience? Let me just begin this, this morning, uh, to, today, by saying that let us start with the eye. Uh, starts with the eye, the eye. <laughs> Start with the ganjua. Start with the eyes. So let's read together Matthew chapter six, verse nineteen to verse twenty-four. 
Jesus said, Do not lay out for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay out for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus talked about this. If, you, if in your Bible, there will be different division, right? different section. But I want to suggest to us that when, when, we, when, we, read, when we read the Scripture, sometimes it's helpful, especially in the, in the New Testament, to remove what you know, the, uh, the Bible translator has put in as heading. Right? To remove it and see, as we read just now, you know, this, this uh, uh, 19 to 25, 24, about six verses, there were at least in my Bible, most of my the translation of my Bible, there are three divisions, there are three sections. There are not three sections. There is just one continuous saying of the, of the Lord Jesus. Right? So, Jesus said this in verse, uh, verse 22. The lamb of the body is the eye. The lamb of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, Jesus was describing the eye. The eye is the lamb of the body. And sometimes we, we, we say that the eye is the window of the soul, right? So lamb of the body, is, whether it's filled with light, filled with darkness, will determine what kind of person you are. You are. But we, we want to, I, want to, I want to suggest to us that it, you know, Jesus in Matthew, in Matthew Gospel is, is generally, generally, uh, it is agreed uh, by, by, by uh, tra- traditional uh, uh, Bible translators, right? Uh, traditionally, rather than uh, Bible translation, uh, translators traditionally believe that Matthew was written with a, a slightly intended target audience, huh? the Jewish people, the, the Jewish people. So, so, so when, when Jesus was saying this, can you imagine that he was speaking to a largely Jewish uh, 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 population? Okay? So, so there are things that he say it will, it will resonate, resonate with, with, the, with the audience because they understood what it's all about. Now, the, 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 the eye, we say that the window of the soul, the window of the soul means that you can look inside, you know, you can put, inside, put things inside here through the eyes and then it will affect the soul. But Jesus here, the eye is the lamb more. It's the torchlight. It's, the, it's, the, it's a lamb that, that, that leads the way. Why do we need the lamb? We need the lamb to lead the way. So the eye is, 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 not, is not one that just... Uh, Receiving things, yeah, it's it's the it's, it's, it's the entry, it's a, it's a kind of a window, it's kind of a gateway to our soul. That is true. We've got to watch uh, what we see. Uh, and, and Jesus has said that if you've seen if you've seen with your eye, it's better for you to pluck out your eyes, right? 
No, so, so it, is, it is not just that. But in this context, Jesus was talking about the eye. It's about either your eye, your eye can be good, your eye can be bad. Now, if we look at the, the, the Jewish people who understand it, the, the, the Jewish congregation, uh, rather, they will understand that when, when these words are being used, it is most probably refer, it, is, it resonates with what is being said in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 22, Proverbs 22, verse 9. Proverbs 22, verse 9, it says that, He who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. The word generous here in this translation, it is the, it's the most uh, um, uh, uh, direct translation. It is, it is good eye. It is good. Generous means good. Right? You look at Hebrew words, it's good. It just say good. Right? So, Bible translators, sometimes it is, uh, it is difficult. You know, what does it mean uh, in the context of this uh, sentence? For he gives of his bread to the poor. So generous, law, huh? Okay, generous eye. Wrong or not? No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Permissible, right? Permissible, right? Still can be acceptable. It's not bad Hebrews, right? It is, it is correct. But it's, it, 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 the word itself is mean good eye. If you read it, he, has a, he who has a good eye will be blessed, for he gives his bread to the poor. What is the, what is the, uh, 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 the, 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 the outworking, outward expression of a good eye? He gives to the poor. He gives to the poor. Okay, let's read uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 22 again. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, read uh, Proverbs 28, verse 22. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that the poverty will come upon him. Again, the word evil eye is translated as bad. Actually, it's bad, right? So again, again in, 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 in translating uh, verses like this, the context is important because what, what comes after that, right? Hasten after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. Right? So some translations say evil eye, some translations say greedy eye. Right? Do, do you and I have, a, have greedy eye? Oh I, have, oh, I have greedy eyes. Sometimes I say that my, my, my eye is bigger than my stomach. <laughs> right? <laughs> I look at this, wow, I like to eat. I like to eat, you know? Wow, the, the, the stomach is not as big as the eye. You know? <laughs> uh, when we were in the, uh, attending the Extraordinary Provincial uh, Senate, uh, Pastor Margaret was there, and uh, we, we were treated to a sumptuous dinner, welcome dinner uh, in the house of uh, the, uh, the Chancellor of, uh, of, of, of Singapore. So we went there. Wow, I saw the food was so nice, one section. I took the plate, I, I picked one little bit, little bit, little bit. Then I saw my plate was already filling up and I was not even halfway through. I said, wow, okay, I finished this one first. Finished already, you know. And I was very careful, right? Every dish, uh, I picked only one piece, one small thing only. Wow, I, I was look at this, I took, okay, this one, finished already. Right, the Western one, but I cannot tahan. I look at the 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 or the saungyuk, the roasted pork. 
They want nail my across from west to east. <laughs> Took the sound yoke one. I pick it up. I knew it's going to be good. Right? And because it looked crispy on the outer layer, the fat, uh, it melts in your mouth. Whoa, wow. <laughs> so I, I, took, I took it. I finished it. I went for the other half, the east. Oh, I cannot. I cannot. I, my eye was really big. Greedy eyes means that you want more than what you need, what you can swallow, what you can handle. I sat down, I, 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 uh, I told the people around my table, I told the host, I said that this is not fair. You prepare so much food, my stomach cannot take it. My eyes wanted to eat it, but my stomach cannot take it. Okay. So he said that, uh, the host said that you can, you're always welcome for them to come back next round. I will take your word for it. <laughs> you know, greedy eyes. <laughs> greedy eyes means it causes a, per, a, a person to chase after certain things, right? So, so uh, <laughs> yesterday we have a meeting and uh, it was in a Zoom meeting and, uh, and, and the chancellor was there. He said, oh, we remember the, 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 the meal. He said, you are always welcome, we say again. Wow, I'll take your word for it, man. I'm coming back <laughs> for the other half. <laughs> so so it, it, it drives us. And that's what considered the party will come born. It means what? It means a person is, is, it means that he's so confident that wealth and riches is going to guarantee and it will insulate him from poverty. Oh, but you know the scripture tells us that you know, it is not. It is, it's, 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 if we chase after that which we greet, we lust after, it does not provide us any sense, any security. If we lust after even the good things, it does not provide us the security that we need. You know, a lot of people have health problems. What is the, what's the issue with health? What is, why is the people that have health problems? I mean, we have, uh, uh, we have doctors here. In this part of the world, right, in, uh, the, large, the larger population suffering from health problems is not because of lack of food. Because of? Too much food. Now you say yourself. Huh? <laughs> Too much food. Huh? That's why I say now to eat you know, they eat like healthily. Our ancestors, uh, you, got, you got food to eat, you were happy already, but eat healthily. There's no, there's no choice to eat healthily or eat unhealthily. But today we have so much. This I don't eat, that I don't eat. Do you have things that you don't eat at all? God, uh, God, right? Farsi. Spoiled. <laughs> think about it. If you are so hungry, what is that? Think about one thing that you really do not eat. Then. Okay, you don't need to tell, tell me. Lah. But I think you, you probably make, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're, you're probably making a list and turning the page already. Lah, huh? <laughs> okay, you are stranded in an island. Look at your list mentally. The Lord gave you all those things. Strength and island, nothing to eat. Would you eat it? No, you won't eat it, I tell you. Until you are so hungry, then you eat it. Not that bad, I say. Oh. Not that bad. 
I told you already that I used to be served with fish as a child. Oh, sick and tired of fish. Sick and tired of all kinds of fish. My mom wants me to have good uh, protein. Sick and tired of it. And the Lord put me in the place in India. You know, about, about 500 miles away from the nearest sea. No fish. The fish in the river is not safe to eat. First month, thank God, no fish. Second month, I don't mind having fish every now and then. After six months, Lord, give me fish. <laughs> so, so if we, if we haste, if we greet, if we last after things, it doesn't give us the security. How do we know that our eyes are, are good or bad? Examine our heart. What do you pursue after? What is important in your eyes? Now, in, in the context of what Jesus was saying, okay, Jesus was obviously referring more specifically about wealth, about treasure, about riches. Because he's saying in verse 19, do not lay out for yourself treasures on earth which where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay out for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Jesus said, do not, do not think that wealth and riches is going to provide you with the security that you need in life. Do not do that. Because these are only temporal. More, more, more importantly, it says that where thieves break in and steal, you could lose it. These thieves that Jesus was not only talking about, that the thieves that is running about in our city, in our town, in our, in our kampong, in our, in our taman. The Lord is saying that there are, there are, in, in, there are things that if you, if you last after certain things, if you, if you, if you hasten yourself after all this, if you do not put the Lord first place in your life and you think that this can substitute uh, the Lord in your life as your, as your security, the thieves, not just the physical human thieves, the devil and all his agents, because he is called, he is called the thief, he still kills and destroys. He can come in and break in. But if you lay up for your treasure in heaven, Neither moth nor rust can uh, 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 destroy, and where the thieves do not break in and steal, because it is secure in the Lord. Jesus was not talking about that. Hey, there's all the ring it now. You don't keep. I, I see. I got. I got ring it now. I got. 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 This ring it here. You don't keep. Uh, when you read this passage, you say that wow, Canon, this one no need to keep lah. Yours no need to keep. Give me lah. This will, will, this one, this one will rot. Uh, have you accidentally torn a piece of money before? Have you? <sighs> you say, my goodness, Lord. <laughs> heal, the, heal the ring it, you know. It's torn into two. Heal the broken ring it. <laughs> Pine up the broken ring it. Use, I use, I meant the good, good thing was that the one I torn was wandering it. So I used zero tape, tape it nicely like that. Then I mix it with other ring it. I go and go, and go to the, the store, <laughs> and you buy it. Uh, uh, Papa, 
Don't ring it. You put the, the ring it, the, the one at the, at the bottom. You must do it nicely because you must not let the fellow touch the silo tap. You hold the silo tap part. You put it underneath so he cannot see, he cannot touch. Give it to you, two ring it, say two, put two, oh, safe. <laughs> but Jesus is saying that, you know, it's, it's not the money that you made, but what eyes do you have? What eyes do you have, right? If you have generous eyes, your trust is in the Lord, you laid up treasure in heaven. Your trust is in the Lord, He is your security. If you hasten after um, wealth and riches, you think that that is your security. And you think that with that, no poverty will not come upon you. But think again, think again, because all this that we laid up on this world is vulnerable to break-ins. Not, I'm not talking about people breaking into our house, but I'm talking about the enemy come and siphon it away. And we'll look at it later on. How does the enemy do, uh, do that, right? Okay, let me just go on. Generous eyes versus greedy eyes is what, what, what Jesus was talking about. Now, when, what you set your eyes on will both determine the condition of your soul, the condition of your soul, your condition of the soul and the spiritual health. What we set our eyes on, okay? And in verse 20, uh, sorry, verse 19. So yeah, verse 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, is generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, is greedy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What Jesus was saying is this, that what, you, what we set our eyes on will determine how we value relationships, how we value lives, how we value people, how we value our, 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 our job, our, our possession, our properties. How, what kind of value do we attach to it? If we set our eyes, we've, we've, we have generous eyes, good eyes, our priority will be very different. If we have greedy eyes, our priority will be very, very different. My eyes was greedy towards food. My priority that night was very, very, uh, very, uh, very different. My priority was food. I, I, in my heart, I, 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 uh, I determined myself to sample across the spread, huh? Dessert somehow, oh yeah, Pastor Marcus mentioned, uh, remind me of the dessert. Oh, when it comes to dessert, already cannot already. There are about 10 different types there, I took only two. I've taken, I've taken video of it, you know, so, so remember what I missed out. <laughs> and send it to the Chancellor. Uh, this one, I uh, must repeat. <laughs> Seriously. But we set our eyes on. We both determine the condition of our soul. It will, it will, it will, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian or not Christian. The problem is this is, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian or not. Oh, I'm Christians, I'm not. No, if, if we are Christian, we set our eyes on, 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 we last after whatever it is that become, that make it our security. Then Jesus say, you have, you have greedy eyes. 
you greedy eyes. People who have greedy eyes are, not, uh, are, are unable to give. They are not generous because it's their security. Ma. I give to you, what is, where is my security? I give to you, where is my security? Does it happen to Christian? Oh, it happens to Christian too. It happens, it happens to, uh, uh, to me in, in various, in various uh, uh, stages of, of my life. Just sometimes we, we don't realize it. We don't realize it. What do you pursue in life? Where does it say that the eye, I mean, I mean, this, 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 uh, when, when, when our, 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 that, uh, our eye is good, when, in, uh, when our eye is uh, full of light, our, uh, our life will be free from darkness when we are filled with uh, 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 lust and greediness. I'm talking about lust, not just sexual lust, but lust after things, after, after, after fame, after a position, and so on. It will cause darkness to, to, uh, to pave our way. In Isaiah 58, verse 10, Isaiah 58, verse 10, and it says, let's read together. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be less the noonday. When, when we extend our soul, what does it mean to extend our, our soul? When we give, when we are generous. It is not just wealth, huh? not just money. And satisfy the afflicted soul. Give our soul to the hung, hungry. Not just give our, our, our wealth. Give, our, give with a generous heart. People can give with a stingy heart. People can give with a greedy eye. Lord, you said, tithe, tithe, one tenner. I tithe, you open the floodgate, was it? Of heaven, right? Not just window, right? Floodgate of heaven. Wow. So later on, I, later on I give. My eyes is upon your heavenly glory, Lord. The floodgate I'm fixing my eyes on the floodgate. I'm not blinking when I give. Watch me, watch me. When I give. Lord, I give to open the floodgate. Do we give? But what kind of heart? What kind of soul? Extend your soul to the hungry, satisfy the afflicted soul. We serve the Lord. We serve Him. Expect something in return. Expect God to, to bless us. That is not extending our soul. That is not giving. That is not generosity unto the Lord. That is a trade. We are trading with God. Lord, I give you my heart and you give me my wealth. It's a trade. 
you know, don't trade with God. God doesn't trade with us. Don't bargain with him. He gave unreservedly. We've sung just now, Jesus, he gave. Later on, we're going to celebrate the communion. We remember Jesus, he gave. Book Romans says that if he has not even spared his own son, his own son or his most precious belonging, his own most precious self he gave. He gave his soul to us. We are hungry. We were, we were, we were afflicted in our soul. He gave his son to us. And therefore, his son is called the light of the world. If we do that, if we do that, if we fashion after how the modest, modest opplante of God, then your light, hey, he didn't say it's that God's light. Right? He said your light. Where does it come from? The eye. The lamp of the body. Your light will dawn in the darkness. Your light will dawn in the darkness. What does it mean? It means that you can see things clearly now. Most of the time we walk in, 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 in misery, in despair, in, 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 in a whole lot of other things because our eyes could not see. We are in darkness. Our light, your light will dawn in darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. What a contrast. What a contrast. It started off with extending your soul. Extending. Sometimes we, 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 we don't feel like giving. We don't feel like being generous. But remember the generosity of God. Every time we worship the Lord, we say, thank you, Lord. Why do we say thank you? Huh? Because we receive something good from Him, isn't it? Generously, He gave. And, and, and sometimes we do, not, we do not deserve it. We say, but still He gave generously, unreservedly. So the eyes... The eyes is important. What we look at, what we set our eyes on, it applies to all across the board, riches, wealth, any form of security, comfort, and all the rest of it. Now, I know, I know very well the struggle of the eyes. You know, the eyes is, 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 is the only time that it, it closes is, uh, they, is, is when you sleep. Your eyes are all the time open. You cannot, nowadays with uh, social media and all that, you can, you can sit in a, in a confined place. Your eyes can see the whole world. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. And all this, your eyes. The Lord is saying that take care of your eyes. If you're, if, because the eyes, whether you like it or not, it's going to be the lamb. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to show you where to go. And Jesus said, if the light of the lamb of your eye is dark, can you imagine how deep the darkness inside here? You cannot walk out of it. And Jesus say that be, be careful. Be careful. And he went on to, to say in, in, in verse, verse 24, the last, the, the last verse of our reading just now, no one can serve two masters, either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is the word of Jesus, very clear. 
You cannot have two masters. Why two masters? Because what we set our eyes on, as I say, we determine our, our, our course of action, our pursuit in life. We became our master. We became master. It dictates us. If you set your eyes on somebody whom you love, in a relationship that you seek, you hope to find some sense of security. I, everybody wants to be loved. Who doesn't want wants to be loved here? Put up your hands. I'm holding on to, you know, yeah, my, my hands are not moving just in case accidentally, you know, go up. Who doesn't want to be loved and accepted? Oh, everybody wants to be loved and accepted. But when we pursue that and we last after it, we will, we will do everything to get ourselves accepted, loved, so that we can feel secure. Oh my, oh my. The Lord said, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. It works only when you are generous with your love, with your acceptance. You and I want to be accepted by other people. Extend our soul to those who are hungry, who are despised, who are afflicted. And say to these people, I don't judge you. I don't like what you do. In fact, what you do irritates me a lot. But I accept you. I love you. then your light will shine. Then your light will dawn upon your darkness. You open the doors for the light of the world to do His work in you and through you. Okay, let me just go on. So we start with the eye, we proceed to the soul. Right, right. Psalm 143, verse 3 to verse 4. Let's read together. For thee, enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. What is the psalmist saying? The psalmist addressing his enemy, the enemy of his soul. The enemy of our soul will do all kinds of things to persecute our soul. Persecute means to oppress, to subject our soul to his control, to his oppression, has crushed my life to the ground, the psalmist say. And then he say, he has made me dwell in darkness. The picture of making, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is what is happening in our, in our life, right? It is, it is spiritual, right? It's not, it's not, it's not like, you know, the... Um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the enemy is not talking about just external persecution, something inside our, our heart. In, in our experience of life, when we meet failures, disappointment, when we are rejected, when we are offended, it persecutes our soul. It doesn't feel nice. As I said just now, that everybody wants to be accepted. Everybody wants to be loved. Who doesn't want to be accepted? Who doesn't want wants to be loved? Because that's what, how we are being made of. Every one of us is made like that. But there are times in our life that we encounter events, experiences that cause us to feel that our soul is so oppressed, our heart, our life is so, our spirit is so crushed to the ground. And that is the time that who has made me dwell in darkness, the enemy causes us to walk in darkness. How does he make us walk in darkness? When we are met with uh, disappointment, failure in life, all kind of negative things come to our minds, isn't it? 
We become angry with the people who offend us. We become angry with people who have uh, wounded us. And we kept all kinds of things. It just replay and replay and replay in our, in, in our mind. And, 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 we, and we look at ourselves very differently. We say, oh, I'm useless. Oh, I'm not lovable. They begin to translate every other subsequent experiences in our life through that state of being crushed, being persecuted in the soul, being wounded in the soul. We look through that lens, that, that, that color glasses, in every situation and says that, oh my goodness, my life is a mess. And people who allowed that, who did not know, not that they purposely allowed it, but enemy was the one who crushed it. The enemy who afflicted us. He allowed that experience to, to, to look at our circumstances, look at ourselves, then darkness. The enemy will find a place, a room to come into our lives and cause darkness. Zami says, make me dwell in darkness, in hopelessness, in despair. When our soul is afflicted, it, has, it, 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 uh, it causes us right, to be very vulnerable to the enemy, to the lies of the enemy, to darkness in us. And how do we get it out? Let me just go on a little bit uh, for the, the rest of, uh, uh, to, uh, in verse 4. Like those who have long been dead, the feeling is still that I, it's like I'm, 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 I'm so dead, man. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. My heart within me is distressed. But what hope do we have? Jesus came. Jesus came. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He to bind up. He healed the wounded in our soul. He bind up the brokenhearted. He come to call us gently. He come to be our security. He comes to remove our darkness if we only choose him, a distressed soul and a crushed spirit by the enemy in our lives make us dwell in darkness. In fact, it opens our lives to darkness. How, how many of us have ever felt that? You know, sometimes you, you, you're met with disappointment in life that you feel that, you know, God has left me. And many people feel like that. How many people do you, how many, how many, how many people do you know in your life? Because of the, uh, the affliction in life, affliction in the soul, had got so bitter towards God, so bitter to the, to the one God who can save him or save her and turn his back. Isn't it darkness? You see, the enemy played, uh, played tricks on us. He afflicts us and we make us so bitter about life, bitter about ourselves, bitter about God. And that's it. Darkness is set and the person dwells in it. Do we have scriptures 
example of that. Remember Job? Job was doing quite well, right? He was doing very well. But when he was afflicted, his friends were not, were not of any help. What did he say? He cursed the day. His mother gave birth to him. He cursed the day. He doesn't curse God. He was so bitter about life. He cursed the day I was born. He invited curses upon himself. Hey, Job, don't you know God? Hey, Job worshipped God and God considered him as an upright man, a man of integrity. He cursed his life. In, the, in, 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 in afflicted state of our lives, it is so easy for us. We must resist it. That is something that you have and you and I have a choice. Stop cursing yourself. You and I have a choice. Stop cursing yourself. Of course, I don't curse myself, but I'm not talking about that. You, you utter like what, what, uh, what Job say. I'm talking about that you, 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 you pronounce something so negative that is so far away from God's truth concerning your life, your circumstance, your family. Is it easy? It's very easy. I tell you that. One time I get so angry, I don't even want to use the word curse at all. But it's, in fact, it is. La. Don't fall into that trap. Resist it. We are not so powerless at that point of time. We choose to believe in the God who has given of His Son. We choose to believe Jesus is the one who will, who will heal the wounded and bind up the brokenhearted. We choose to believe that God is good and He is good all the time, all the time, all the time. And Job cannot disagree that God is good. He can only curse himself because he didn't know the enemy was, 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 was tormenting him. Healing from the wounding of the soul and bitterness and a generous spirit exposes darkness and frees us from his power. Healing, allowing Jesus to heal the wound is only the beginning. The wounding of the soul, the bitterness of heart. Choices we need to make. We need to resist cursing ourselves. We need to receive, we need to resist cursing, but God has has accepted, has blessed. In every um, um, in every new term of uh, PCC, I always tell the PCC member, speak well of the church. Speak well of God's church. Speak well of God's people. Because we, the church, is the apple of God's eyes all. Don't speak with contempt about the church. I'm not talking about Anglican church, the Methodist church. I'm talking about God's people. Speak well of it. If they are not, if they are not well, state it not well, but don't curse. Don't speak with contempt. Never speak with, con uh, with contempt. We have a choice. We have a choice, number two, to be generous. Generosity is something that has to come from the heart, but it can, be, it can, it can begin with a choice. Lord, I give without expecting anything in return. 
Afterwards, we're going to collect the offering. The offering time is going to be part of our service this morning. Because, and if, if you find it appropriate you know, to help yourself and say, I give without expecting anything in return. And, um, and uh, you know, after the... Uh, after my consecration in November, the Archbishop says that you, you need to be paid. How much are you expecting? I say, whoa, what do you mean how much you are expecting? Pay, he say. <laughs> I said, no. I expect nothing in return. I've been doing it without pay. The Lord has, not, has never failed to pay me. I don't expect any pay. I, won't, I refuse to give any figure. How much do you need? I refuse to give any figure. I say, I, I, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is a giving of my life. No string attached. No expectation. And uh, I don't know how much I'm going to be paid. Okay. How many of you go, you go for a job, you take up a job? You go, you go home, your wife asks you, your husband asks you, your parents ask you, how much is the pay? Don't know. When you're starting work, I know when, uh, when am I to start work? Because when we work uh, in employment, it is an, it is an employment. We are expecting wages. Nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to the Lord, it is not wages. You really want wages from, um, from the Lord? No, I don't want wages from the Lord. I don't want wages from the Lord. I want him, I want the generosity of the Lord. How do we tap into the generosity of God? It's by choosing to be generous with God. Give without any expectation. And then it will expose the darkness and free us from his power. I realized that in healing and deliverance ministry, a lot of times that people come for, for, for prayer, they were set free, they were deliver, and after a few months, the same problem came back. We've been praying for people sometimes after a few months, after a year, they come back, same manifestation. I say, how could it happen? How could that happen? They say, any foothold, still any foothold in their lives, and we always do that. But I discovered one of the most generous, uh, most, 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 uh, most general, uh, most uh, general, uh, most frequent uh, cause is this: uh, when a person still harbor that bitterness of life, I'm talking about bitterness of life in their hearts, that they did not know that sometimes they still curse themselves. And it gives the opportunity of the enemy, like the psalmist says, Psalm 143, that he has made me dwell in darkness because he made me remember my oppression. He made me remember how my soul was persecuted. He made me feel and relieve the pain of life being crushed. And he, he will make me dwell in darkness over again. Sometimes we go to the checklist and everything has been clear already. What else do we need to do? You look at a person's life. Is a person generous? You see, people who are still holding on to, to, to themselves uh, cannot be generous. 
let it go. Say to the Lord, Lord, I refuse to curse myself. Say to the Lord, I refuse to, 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 to feel pathetic. I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm precious. I'm the subject of God's generosity. I'm the recipient of God's generosity. That's who I am. Let us pray. My dear friends, I, I want to invite us this, this morning as you listen and hear the word of God. If there's anything that is in your heart, in your life, that you say, Lord, I know, is still holding on to me. Today, invite Jesus, the light of the world, to come into your heart, to enable you to give you the measure of grace that you may step out to make godly choices. Talk about godly choices and always say, I choose to be generous. I choose. to release the affliction in my life to you, Lord. I choose to release the dark corners in my life to you. Lord Jesus, would you come and shine your light into my heart. Enable me, Lord, to welcome, to welcome you. Teach me what it means to welcome the light into my, into my heart.